0: how to see and share Jesus from all of Scripture. Well, learn with us at the Christ Centered and Clear Podcast.
1: Welcome to the Christ Centered and Clear Podcast. My name is Josh Redberg, and I'm your host today. I'm here with John Aiken, and we are coming to the conclusion of the book of Proverbs. So we ended last episode with Proverbs 30, and John prepared us with the cliffhanger, and so we're coming to the end, and we're excited for it. So John, here we are, Proverbs 31, which is such an interesting chapter because it is one of the most memorable and beautiful in all of scripture, and I think it's one that's been used to discourage more people, particularly mothers, than anything in the history of the church. So like, let's dive right in. Uh, just however you want to handle it. We're going to talk about how we see Christ, how this wraps everything together, how to handle this in a way that's both helpful and encouraging in the faith. So, so Proverbs 31, uh, where do you want to start?
0: Yeah. So, so when my dad preaches this, which he's, my dad's got all kinds of great, uh, marriage and family and womanhood and manhood sermons. Uh, when he preaches this, his opening illustration is. She's haunted people for 2,000 years. I guess <laughs> maybe it's more like 4,000 years. Yeah, that's right. Um, she's haunted so so it's like, so I'll tell you this story real quick. When I um when my girls were younger, I would uh when I would drive them to school, so they were in elementary school, I would drive them to school and we'd listen to a chapter of the Bible a day. And we kind of were doing the Proverbs thing where it was like whatever day it was, we'd read because there's 31 chapters in Proverbs. 31 days and a lot of months. And so we, would the Billy Graham thing, Billy Graham would read chapter of Proverbs a day and five chapters of Psalms a day. And so I, so we were, we were on the way to school. And I played Proverbs 31 for them. And my younger daughter Emma Grace, when it got done goes, that sounds awful. <laughs> and she said, she goes, Nope, that's not me. That's not my personality. I just, I was dying laughing. She's like like seven years old or whatever at the time. She knew, she knew herself. She knew. And so, so one of the things I'll say here before we dive into what I think is actually happening in this passage. Proverbs 31, when people when when guys would say in seminary or whatever, I want to marry a Proverbs 31 woman, my answer to them is, you're an idiot because <laughs> there is no single proverbs 31 woman yeah the proverbs 31 woman is a woman who is older who has lived life has kids is taking care of those kids has a husband that she is supporting in all kinds of ways so that he's being able to be successful in his work she's industrious she's all these things and so the the, the, the whole like you've got to be a proverbs 31 woman before i marry you that's ridiculous The question is, does she have the potential to be a Proverbs thirty one woman? Because the Proverbs thirty one woman is a wife and mother of decades, Um, and so that so so one we need to relieve the pressure that's put on a lot of young ladies here uh, from Proverbs thirty one. But so at the end of the day, here's what's happening in Proverbs thirty one. Proverbs one through nine, Solomon's son is being encouraged to marry wisdom and to avoid a relationship with foolishness. Right. So the two ladies, ladies, Lady Wisdom,
1: Lady Folly, both saying, come to me. Um, And he's saying, marry, marry Lady Wisdom.
0: Correct. And we get to 30, the cliffhanger from last week. He didn't marry Wisdom. He failed. And so Proverbs 31, which is an oracle prophetic burden is looking forward to, and it's bringing up all the same, themes of avoiding inappropriate women avoiding Mm -hmm. things like alcohol abuse that causes kings to make stupid decisions and and those kind of things like there's this there's this hope in proverbs 31 there's in the future there's going to be a son lemuel whose name means the one who belongs to god who's going to avoid the things that wreck kings and who's going to marry wisdom He's going to marry this queen, and then set up his kingdom to last forever.
1: And so that, so that really is is the way into it. And then you have ten through thirty-one. This Proverbs thirty-one woman, which is this is this uh, woman wisdom here
0: that he has married. How how would you look at ten through thirty-one? So the way I think about it, so ten through thirty-one, which is an acrostic poem. So each verse starts with a different letter of the of the Hebrew alphabet, starting with Aleph and and then and then going
1: through Bet, Gimel, Dalit, Hey. That's about as far as I can go anymore. Come on,
0: I Ayin, think that's it. Uh, uh, yeah, Vav. <laughs> somewhere. Uh, yeah. Um, but it's so, so it's an acrostic. So so I think I think it's functioning in, in the way some a lot of Scripture does at two levels. It's presenting this woman as the embodiment of woman wisdom from chapters one through nine that the that the son okay. needs to marry um and so it's 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 functioning at that level and it's also functioning at the level of this is the way this is what women are to aspire to in their in their marriage they're 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 to aspire to be the embodiment of wisdom uh mm-hmm. for their husband um in the same way that ephesians 5 can tell us that marriage functions at two levels it functions at the level of pointing us to Christ and the church and it functions at the level of talking to us about how we're to relate to one another in marriage.
1: And so the same thing happening here. So, so walk us through then the actual sermon. If you were to say, okay, I'm preaching last sermon of the Proverbs series. It's doing in all Proverbs 31. It's a lot of material. Like, how do you actually break this down? Like, what are you, where are you spending time? What are you explaining?
0: So, so basically two halves, so the first nine verses are um, the initial instructions of, which is interesting here, again, we've mentioned this in previous, a mother, there's no mm. dad being mentioned here, is a mother who's addressing her son in Aramaic as my mm. son, uh, the way Mary would have addressed Jesus, and talking about the things that wreck kings and the things that set kings up to, yeah. to be successful. Uh, and so I, so I start there in the first nine verses by walking through, uh, that and again, how, um, and, and there's tons of people in leadership that we've seen this with the things that wreck them are women and addiction.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and, and so just talking through, through the spirit, self-control is, is one of the necessary things for leadership.
1: And so you're to looking at this sort of generally, or you're looking at this in two levels as well as the second part, generally instruction on leadership, but also specifically there is a a son that comes and embodies this. So You're sort yes, of looking yeah, at both yeah, levels.
0: Yes, absolutely. So in the way that we set up originally, um, when it comes to leadership in the kingdom or leadership in the church. Uh, the qualifications for a leader aren't things that we're that we excluding people who are not leaders from aspiring to, right? Right. So that in First Timothy three, it's not that we're saying, "Hey, it, since you're not a pastor, it's fine if you're a lover of wine. It's fine if you're a lover <laughs> right. of money. It's fine right. if you're not a lover of brooch." No, yeah. we're, we're all of us are aspiring to this at one level, and so. Whether or not you, and and all of us at at some level are in leadership, so, um, and all of us at some level are going to be in leadership if we're believers in the kingdom of God, right? We're going to rule with Him, Um, and so you are, as as one pastor said, you're in 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 your earthly life, you're in an internship, Mm. being trained for, being the future kings and queens of the universe, judging, judging the world. Yeah. First Corinthians six and, and, um, Revelation five, we're going to rule, you know, so, so all of those things. So, yeah. So at one level, in order to be a good King, you first need to be a good son, mm-hmm. a good husband, a good father, a good friend, a good worker. And so, so that's what I'm dealing with in the first, in the first half. In the second half, we're just talking, we're, I'm just walking through, what does it mean to be a wise woman? Who embodies what wisdom um, you know, what wisdom models. And so what that looks like is hard worker, you're a servant, you're industrious, you're a provide, you know, your provider. Um, and then and then at the end of the chapter, focusing mainly on somebody who's a person of faith. So you get, you know, um 29 and following, many women have done excellently, but you surpass them all. Charm is deceitful and beauty is vain, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Give her of the fruit of her hands and let her works, praise her in the gates. And so at the end, just talking about like what ladies, what matters most about you is your relationship with the Lord. Um, It's not saying that charm or beauty are bad things, but they can be deceptive or empty things if they're not matched with a character um, that those things adorn, right? So that beauty and charm are things that adorn godliness, but they're not a substitute for godliness. And your relationship with the Lord is the most important thing. And that's, and, and then the book ends, it's a, it's a, an inclusio, right? The book beginning begins with the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And it ends with the fear of the Lord. Um, and, and so that's, that's the way the book ends. And so to ladies, all of these things that you're trying to cultivate, hard work, getting up early, staying up late, working hard, all those things that so many of our wives do, um yeah. and, and sacrifice so many things, the most important thing is your relationship with the Lord.
1: Yeah. So how do you how do you balance this? Cause this is right, the this is wisdom in all of its fullness. Mm-hmm. You have ladies sitting in the congregation probably operating with constant levels of guilt and feelings of failure and mm. they're hearing this and they're like um oh for one oh for two Gosh, oh for yeah. three oh for four like how, how are you how are you trying to pastorally um help them hear this in a way that's not just merely condemnation well that's not me
0: that's a great question. So so I, I deal with that at two levels in this in, in my sermon on this. So at one level, I'm dealing w- with it at just um I'm picking out things that I know, that that illustrate each of these verses that I know most of the ladies in the room are doing
1: mm-hmm.
0: and and saying, hey, you're doing this and you're doing this and you're doing this and this is good and godly. So
1: you're commending and them throughout. I'm commending the yes, ways they're absolutely. doing. It.
0: Yes. And so a lot of it for me in this sermon is just saying, hey, you don't think you measure up, but here are all the ways that you're doing the kinds of things that Proverbs 31 says. Yeah. And then on the flip side, it's just like I'm preaching the law and saying where you fall short or you don't think you measure up the, the mercy of God in Christ is enough. Mm -hmm. Um, and the, the good work that he began in you, he's going to be faithful to complete it. And so, so this is an, an aspiration, but if you're not, if you're not hitting the ideal that you think you need to hit, then you don't, it doesn't need to be crushing for you. There's grace and there's mercy for you. How do
1: you also keep John in a passage like this from unintentionally pushing them towards Uh, just simply more effort like, Oh, okay. I just need to, I need to get up earlier tomorrow. Okay. I need to, I need to figure out how to, um, make some, I just got to make some, figure out how to make some money from a family or I've just, these are things that just I'm going, I'm leaving here saying doing, 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 and not resting in what's been done. Um, so how, and how do how do you handle that? That it's not just an encouragement to self-effort or self-righteousness.
0: Yeah, again, it's a great question, and that's why I love what we're doing on this podcast, and love the whole Christ-centered and clear movement, because the gospel is the answer to that question, right? Like, that—that's how I end the sermon is to say, "Look, this is this can only be true of you in Jesus Christ, yeah, and and in Jesus Christ, you are already." You you are are presented to God, spotless and blameless. Ephesians mm-hmm. five, Revelation twenty, in Christ, and so you are positionally. That how I, that's how I that's I finish the sermon. You are positionally the spotless wife and mother, and so Jesus has accomplished for you everything that you need to accomplish, and so yeah, you need to you need to you know display effort and you need yeah. to work hard and there's things that that you may realize from the sermon that you're not doing that you need to start doing uh but the end, at the end of the day you, there's not some score sheet that you're going to have to mm-hmm. achieve in order to gain God's favor and and the truth is too and I also I, so I put this I try to put this at two levels when I preach on this is one God sees you as spotless and and blameless in his sight you've been washed yeah. with the water of the word and um and two, um, your husband and your children actually see you as doing better than you think that you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. And you're so, the hardest and on yourself. Exactly. I mean, in, in, in the, and in, in the social media age, it's even worse, but I mean, ladies have so much pressure on them. Um, but at the end of the day. They're and the children aren't aren't always the greatest at uh expressing gratitude, but <laughs> but when you help them when you help them step back and think about things, and and then and then I just know too like I I try to tell my wife, um, I wasn't great at that as a child or an adolescent mm-hmm. or a teenager, but looking back, I see like how grateful I am for who my parents are and were and who my mom and, and all of the sacrifices that she made for us. And so your children, even if they don't see it right now, they're going to see it um, eventually.
1: Yeah. So structurally then, did you sort of look at this as instructions for a king, instructions for uh, a wife and mother or woman? And then did you wrap it all up by saying, but let's look at, let's look at how this points beyond it. And you, did you sort of save lady, like lady wisdom and, uh, the, the, the king, the the future for the end? Is that how you ended it? Or did you start with that? How did you handle in the sermon?
0: Yeah, no, I ended with that. Yeah. I ended with that as, yeah, as the, as this is the good news for how this can become part of our, you know, our lives. And so this is the big story of what God's doing. And then here's how our lives fit into that big story.
1: Yeah, because it would be such a hopeful and encouraging way to end. So, John, as we wrap up this series on on the book of Proverbs, just give me a final encouragement to someone who's, they've been thinking about Proverbs, but they've been nervous about how to do it in a Christ-centered way. Like, what would just be your sort of word of encouragement for the one, the pastor, the Sunday school teacher, the small group leaders teetering on the edge saying, like, maybe, maybe I can do it. And they just need, you need, they need a n- gentle nudge from you.
0: Yeah, so I would just say uh, preach Proverbs because it's it's incredibly practical and pragmatic, and there's lots of application, but all of that application and all of those pragmatics uh, find their fullest expression in uh, the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so um, what I love about Proverbs is that it shows us that every Every individual bit and detail of our lives is is to be about fearing the Lord and and believing in Him and and surrendering to Him in every aspect and Mm. daily part of our lives. And how Christ and the gospel um, infuse, motivate, forgive, sanctify, encourage, empower us to live that out.
1: Yeah, that's good. I was thinking of Colossians 2, th- verse 3 says, In him, in Christ, are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. And so in one sense, the way to explain that verse is to preach a sermon series through the book of Proverbs. And so 100%. To, to just understand the wisdom of Christ means we have to understand this book. Well, thanks, John. Thanks for Amen. all the work you've done, the encouragement you've been. Um, thanks for joining us on the Christ Center Clear podcast. We'll see you again next week.
0: Thank you for listening to the Christ Centered and Clear podcast. If you have questions or topics or texts you would like us to consider for future podcasts, please contact us at Clear at gmail.com. And please visit us at ChristCenteredAndClear.com for more resources.